0: Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. <music>
1: This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280
0: The Zone in The Zone Sports Network.
1: It is The Big Show. That was Sounds of the Week, brought to you by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service call today. 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333 at Action Plumbing. We are waiting for the media availability for George Niang to start. And Gordon, these are one of those uh, zoom media availabilities, so you'll hear from uh, a variety of different media members, uh, not you or me, obviously, because we'll be otherwise occupied.:
0: Yes, uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll be able to uh, hear his uh, his what he has to say.
1: Although you have uh, bullied in on teleconferences with your hot takes in the past?
0: I have. Uh, unintentionally, but, uh, hopefully that won't happen this time.
1: I'm guessing even, even though we're connected, Austin, they cannot hear us. Hello. Hello. You were all ugly. Anybody respond? I, I know. I know they can't hear us. We were just testing it to make sure. Austin's doing a few things. But as soon as uh, George niang that's, uh, that's who we're waiting on. As soon as he jumps onto that Zoom call, we'll join it, and you'll be able to hear it live. And, Gordon, these things uh, the, that they've been doing during all of this, they usually go about 10 or 15 minutes. So we'll get 10 or 15 minutes of George Niang, which should be enlightening.
0: Well, uh, do you have anything uh, bad that you want to say about George that might be uh, funny if it did get uh, patched in?
1: No, I don't think so. Although we did reveal uh, with Hanson Scotty yesterday that he has been participating at the practice facility. So there's one person we know that's come back. We know Joe Ingles has not, and we know George Niang has. All right. Well, we're finding out bit by bit. All right. Let's go uh, to it right now. In fact, here's the press availability for George Niang. (laughs)
2: All righty, George, take it away.
0: I don't, I don't have any uh, opening statements, so you guys just hit me.
2: Sounds good. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'll uh, go ahead and, as we've done in the past, and George, you'll see, is I'll just go ahead and let everybody know when it's their turn, and I'll let you know who has the question, and then we'll go from there. So first, uh, Eric Walden will start.
0: Hey, George. Thanks for taking a few minutes today. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, guys. So it seems like there's kind of maybe momentum building for a return of the league, a return to play this season. I guess I was just wondering, what have you heard? What are your thoughts about the, the potential for the season to start up again? How comfortable are you with that? How excited are you for it? uh you know obviously i think the league is taking all the right steps to make sure you know everybody is you know staying healthy and uh doing the right things to make sure others around them are uh taking the right steps to be healthy um you know i'm hopeful you know that we continue to take the right steps that you know we're going to be able to play this season and finish it out uh right now just taking it day by day um obviously if we play i'll be thrilled uh the minivan will will fuel up and, and, and get going. But uh, as of uh, right now, you just kind of living in the present because uh, I've tried to live in the future for the last two months, and I've been driving myself crazy trying to figure out what's going to happen. All
2: right. Thanks, George. Okay, next question we've got coming from Tony Jones.
0: Oh, my favorite.
1: How are you? Thanks for taking thanks th- taking the time. I can't I can't hear you, Tony. I said thanks for taking the time. Can you hear
0: me? No, uh, I mean your, your microphone's a little low. Tony, put the phone
1: closer to your face.
0: Thank you for taking the time. <laughs> uh, can you can you hear me? Damn, that's a bald head. <laughs> um, I hear you. you know I was you know can you just talk about the, the your podcast and
1: you know what's gone into that and and you know if this is you know, something that you would think about doing in terms of, you know, kind of media stuff, you know,
0: once your playing career is over. I know that's looking like way into the future, but I mean, I'm just wondering if this, you know, the hiatus is giving you a chance to just just kind of explore new things. Uh, Yeah, if The Athletic would let me take your job, then I'll just keep on going with this. Nah, I'm messing with you. Um, I see Angie in here, you know, she's a huge part of, of helping me out you know, with the Drive and Dish podcast, you know, the jazz organization, you know, with Derek and Bree, um, you know, have, have done a great job of, you know, really helping me out. You know, I, I try to compete with Aaron Falk's uh, uh, podcast with uh, Joe Ingles and Renee Ingles. But it's, it's been a lot of fun. You know, uh, the jazz have really given me the opportunity, you know, to share some of my story and my nickname and, you know, my passion and my goofiness you know, along with other people, you know, that have, um, you know, come on the show. Uh, you know, I, I'm real excited for, uh, next week's episode of who were, who were debuting, but I could definitely see myself doing something, uh, like this in the future. One thing I'll give you guys credit for is I didn't know how much work went into like the research and, you know, looking up stories from three, four years, ago to get like one good question and I, I definitely underappreciated you guys and didn't realize how hard of a job you guys had so it definitely gave me a better appreciation for you guys but I have a lot of fun doing it um, it's it's kind of just been something to keep me busy around the house because uh, you know if eating was keeping me busy for any longer I think I'd be out of a job
2: all right uh, next question we have coming from Ben Anderson Hey George uh have you been back to the
1: practice facility yet uh to use it and if so what was that process like
0: man it was great it was, you know uh first day of school when you walk in you bring in your fresh new outfit I had some crispy jazz gear when I rolled up in there uh Adam Clucky you know threaded me up with some nice new jazz gear and uh obviously it's different you know there's a You know, a protocol that we have to follow, that everybody has to follow, um, only a certain number of people people in the gym. And uh, it was different. Obviously, the practice facility is, the way I looked at it before, was kind of like a safe haven. You know, you could act the way you wanted to. You could talk the way you wanted to. It was just a place where, you know, you could be carefree and be yourself. Nobody was really watching. Cameras weren't really on you. And it's tough now, you know, where you don't feel as safe when you're looking across, and you know your trainer is wearing a, a mask and gloves, and you have a mask on, and you're constantly having to sanitize and do different things. It it's, it was it was tough the first day because it's like this wasn't what I was used to. But you know, as it's Friday and so today was my fifth day uh, in there, it, uh, it you're kind of just happy to to get in a place uh, that you know has gym equipment, and a basketball hoop better than my guest bedroom that had 25-pound dumbbells and a stationary bike. Who, who did you see there? See, now you're asking too many questions. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll just let you know that I was in there. Uh, I don't want to speak out of turn, you know, for other guys that may have wanted to tell their story. I was in there. Um, our training staff was in there. And you know, I, I had someone that was, you know, helping me rebound. I know guys are eager and excited to get back in the facility. Um, but I'll let you uh talk to them personally before I speak for anybody else.
2: All right. Thanks. Um next question is coming from Sarah Todd. Sarah. Hey George, how's it going?
0: I'm doing good, Sarah. I never got to properly thank you uh for that video in Boston of my family and the and the boxes. You're thank you so much.
2: Yeah, no problem. It was a it was a fun video to take. <laughs> um, I was wondering, um, kind of on the lighter side, what have you been doing to keep yourself entertained? Like, have you been binging shows? What have you been watching? Have you read anything? Tell me what you're consuming.
0: Huh. Well, I would tell you what I'm consuming for uh, for food, but that uh, I'd be endorsing chip cookie a little more than I already do. Uh, you know, I've been I've been binge watching uh, Entourage. Uh, I've probably watched it through three times uh, since I've been uh, cooped up in my apartment. Um, you know, Money Heist has been a good one. Narco, uh, Narcos, I finished Narcos, and uh, Ozarks. Um, what was the other part you were asking what I was indulging
2: There's in? Any podcast. what oh, else? Uh,
0: yeah, uh, Coach Quinn has uh, blessed us with his, uh, you know, knowledge and given us some books. Uh, I just finished reading um, The Talent Code, and uh, I just started The Obstacle uh, Is the Way. Um, I've been trying to do a bunch of different things. I don't want to say to burn time because that doesn't sound very resourceful, but uh, it's been interesting. I, it kind of has showed me that you know when I do retire, I don't think I just want to sit on my butt all day.
2: <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Yeah. All right. Next uh, question will be. Uh, John Kuhn, please.
0: Look, looking at the just the limitations with being able to practice and do other team activities the past couple months, what have you done to to kind of stay mentally ready and 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 for when things can resume in full like
1: everybody wants?
0: Uh, you know, are we finished? Are you finished your question? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, uh, if we're being completely (laughs) honest, uh, you know, mentally, this was uh, really tough for a lot of us. Um, You know, all of us, basketball is a large majority of our life. And the other half of our life is dependent on the world being open. And basketball was shut down and our world was shut down. So realistically, most of us kind of felt mentally uh trapped if you would say whereas we didn't do what we wanted to we weren't able to do what we love and we weren't able to take a step away from that and and live a normal life and that was tough for a lot of us and mentally I'm not going to lie to you that was really hard on me obviously you know doing the podcast has helped with keeping me busy and doing different things like that but uh I'd say I've been in a good mental place for probably like three weeks now you know once you start hearing you know they were like, May 1st, you know, the facility's going to open. And then it moved to May 8th, and it was May 11th. And it just uh, the timeline, I feel like, is has been the best thing. Guys just have been prepared to have a timeline for their life. If you're – the season, it's from one month to another month. The offseason is another month to another month. And I think guys are just excited that, you know, we're kind of getting some dates and some months nailed down to where we can finally feel like we can get back to somewhat of a normal.
2: All right. Uh, next question, Jeremiah Jensen.
0: Hey, George. Thanks for doing this. We appreciate it. Jeremiah, good to see you. You're in a nice view. Can I come over and hang <laughs> out? You are welcome anytime. Bring the chip cookie. We'll have some fun. Hey, I can do that. Awesome.
1: I'll ask you a basketball question. Uh, Dennis, last week when we talked to Dennis Lindsay, he said a lot of nice things about the, the second unit. And you guys are playing really well when – Things got stopped. So I wanted to ask you, why was that group playing so well, along with Mike Conley, and are you pretty confident
0: you guys can continue to develop that chemistry moving forward when you get back on the court? Well, I'm just happy Dennis said he's going to keep me around. So that may (laughs) – tell your daughter I said hello also. Hey, Lila. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, to to be honest with you – You know, I think the second unit just has found their niche, right? Uh, You know, Mike Conley is going to be handling a majority of the pick and rolls. Uh, He's going to be playmaking for us. Uh, Jordan Clarkson is going to be a guy that's going to go out there and make plays on his own and score the ball. And me and Tony have have two of our roles. I'm going to spot up and shoot and and make plays when I can. And Tony's going to set amazing screens, roll to the rim. Uh, He did a great job, especially in Boston, uh, protecting the rim. And Joe Angles is just going to be Joe Angles. I mean, he'll spot up, he'll make shots, he'll play pick and roll when, you know, Mike is tired um, while the second unit's out there. And I think we all just know who we are and what we're bringing to the table. And not to say that the first unit isn't, but uh, we kind of, we're playing with um, house money when we're out there. We play good, we look great. We play bad, well, then the starters have to pick up our mess. So (laughs) it's really a luxurious life we live, but I would... To answer that question, you know, uh, I'm happy that we're getting noticed. I'm happy that, you know, people are really understanding how talented Mike Conley is and how much of an impact he is on our team, even if it's more times than not in the second unit. And uh, guys just know what they're out there for. Uh, I may shoot seven threes in the 13 minutes that I play, but that's what I'm out there to do. Tony's going to have three, four offensive rebounds. Jordan Clarkson may shoot 15 times, but that's what he's out there to do. Joe Ingles we will have nine to ten assists and Mike Conley will score and and, uh, get assists because that's just what they're out there to do. And I think we've had a good synergy with that group of really finding out, you know, what works for us and knowing what to expect out of the other person. There's nothing unexpected, you know, when we're out there. Guys are doing what, you know, we expect them to do.
2: Thanks, George. Okay, next question from Andy Larson. Hey, George. Um, so I want to ask you, you're obviously a shooter. Um, how has it been like your first couple of days back to the practice facility shooting, <laughs> given that you were, you know, stuck to your guest bedroom. Uh, and then I, I also want to ask, you know, they're, they're talking about the new bringing in the new Wilson ball, right. And a couple of years down the road, I'm curious, like how the ball feel, uh, changed when you went from college to the pros and how you kind of anticipate that feel kind of changing for you.
0: Um, let me tell you this, the person that's rebounding for me probably lost about 17 pounds uh, <laughs> chasing down rebounds in the first week. Uh, it was, um, I wouldn't say it was an adjustment. To be honest with you, I'm a firm believer and y- your jump shot is the last thing to go. Um, you know, obviously you get in there and the first shot is like you-, you thought you threw your back out, but then once you get warmed up and moving around, everything seems to get back to normal. Um but it was, it was, I mean, just, you know, as a basketball player, it's, it's an amazing feeling to just get back in a facility with a normal hoop um, and not have to shoot outside. A bunch of us had been shooting on lifetime hoops. I thought I was in the sixth grade again, um, having the ball bounce all over the place. Um, what was your second question? Sometimes I get wrapped up in myself. Yeah,
2: no worries. The uh, the ball question about, you know, they're introducing that new Wilson ball in a couple of years. Um I'm curious, like, you know, when you went from college to the pros, did you feel the ball differently and, and shoot it differently?
0: Oh, I mean, uh, the the college ball and the NBA ball are two completely different balls. Uh, you know, obviously the leather is um, – it was a little slicker. Um, getting to the NBA was a, l- a little bit of an adjustment, but I couldn't imagine myself going back to a different ball uh, now that I've played uh, with the NBA ball. And I'm sure the NBA had tried to change balls – I don't know what year that was, but changing the texture of it and that didn't work out. So the only thing I really see happening is probably Wilson is just going to be plastered across the front and uh, you know when Ricky Rubio or Mike Connolly drills someone in the head with a no-look pass, it's going to say Wilson on their forehead rather than Spalding. All
2: right, thank you. <laughs> and next up we have Ryan Miller. <laughs> Hey George, um, I'm just curious. You mentioned uh, that Quinn gave you a couple books. What other things has he been doing to kind of keep the team together?
0: Oh, he's been uh he's been great. Uh, you know, constant Zoom calls, texts, uh, just keeping on uh, keeping us updated on what he knows and some questions we should ask ourselves. Um, you know, about coming back and where we think it'll be and you know what we want to do um but more or less I think the best thing that Quinn has to offer is he has a good pulse of the team and um good pulse about just being a uh, I, I want to say friend even though he's our coach but just be, being someone that you can lean on during this tough time to you know really um get advice from he's a really smart guy and I think he's done a great job of keeping us all upbeat and Keeping us uh, all together, and I think that's been huge for our group, especially with you know how the season came to a halt. Um, And I think, or I don't know, too many coaches that be you know willing to put their own personal time into making sure all seventeen of us are doing good. But we get on Zoom calls, like I said, he sends us texts. He's sent us books, uh, lots of books, more than I've probably ever read in my life. But uh, he's challenging us to be different. And even with the quarantine cookbook, uh, you know, just stepping out of our comfort zone and actually to be normal humans for, the, for however much we can be. And uh, it's been uh, great to have him there, not only, like I said, as a friend and a coach, but, you know, just as someone that is supporting us and, you know, whatever we choose to do at this time right now.
2: All right, Uh, next question, Ryan McDonald.
0: You're on mute. Am I good? Yeah, you're good. Okay, sweet. Um, Can you just kind of paint a picture of what your workouts at the facility are looking like? Uh, Have you ever seen CrossFit where (laughs) the guys have their shirt off, their shorts rolled up? just a lot of sweating and, and really toned muscle. Yeah, no. um, You know, I think with the rules um, you're allowed to have two people in the weight room at the same time as you. I'm not really sure. I just know that I'm in there really early in the morning. So I'm the only one in the weight room. I'm the only one in the uh, training room. Um, But I know that, you know, the guy that is, Uh, on our training staff has to be in full PPE, whether that's a mask, gloves. Uh, I know he's carrying around a a spray bottle with um, a towel. Uh, um, So every basically every step that I take or wherever I go, that place is getting sprayed down. Um, I I don't think you want to know specifically what I'm doing. I mean, do you know what a single leg uh, squat? You know, I do a couple of those every once in a while. But – um, just, you know, there's basically, I don't want to say like a a hygiene czar, but I mean, there's a person that knows all the rules for what is supposed to happen. They tell it to the other people who are dispersed with, you know, me and I'm only in there by myself. Um, when I'm in the weight room and on the court and in the training room, so I can only tell you what they do for me. And they're spraying down every piece of, equipment that I touch, um, every spot that I'm down on the floor, whether it's one knee, two knees, my back, my stomach, and then when I get out on the court, everybody's allowed one basketball, and that basketball is sprayed down, Cloroxed, um, and the person that's rebounded for me is in a mask and gloves. So it's basically, it's basically you go lift weights, do weights, and then go shoot. And that's kind of it a little bit. Yeah. And you, you walk out a door that nobody else is walking in. So, uh, it would be where you guys do interviews. Uh It's uh, that door that we walk out of and walk to our cars. Gotcha. Thanks. Okay.
2: Uh, we have time for just a couple more. So we're going to go to David James now.
1: I was curious since we've heard a couple baseball players say they aren't real excited about restarting the season. Not that you'd want to name any names, but our basketball players hundred percent on board, or do you think we're going to hear something down the road?
0: What would you like to see us do? Would you want to see us come back and play?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll watch sports all day long. So I'd love to see every sport. Come yeah. Back and play. But, I, but I'm aware some guys have situations where maybe they wouldn't be thrilled about
0: it. Um, you know, baseball is a whole different business. Um, you know, baseball, you're 30, 40 feet away from each other unless you're in the dugout. Um, so I I really was a little – I didn't really understand when they came out and a couple of them had spoke on that. I know all of us are want to play, and I, I know it's a big part of our life, but all of us are concerned about people's health, And that comes first and foremost. And if we can find a way and an avenue to play and not um, put people at danger, um, then I think all of us are for playing and want to play. Um, Of course, you know, there's a concern about people's health and whether or not, you know, we could find a way to do that. But I can promise you everybody – well, at least everybody that I've talked to that is, you know, in the playoffs or in the playoff hunt um, wants to wants to play and finish the season. Um, I don't think anybody wants to finish a season not having a champion, not have played the full amount of games or even the playoffs. Um, all of us are competitors and all of us want to get out there and play. So I don't think you'll find anybody saying that they don't want to play or maybe they'll do a 30 for 30 in a couple of years and they'll tell you the truth.
2: Thanks, George. Okay, we have one last question, and that will be from Bowler.
0: Yeah, my, I was, I didn't think you were gonna be silent all, all uh, Zoom call over there, Bowler. Yeah, George. Hey, Madeline, thanks. Uh, my 2030 broadcast partner, right here, ladies and gentlemen, George Niang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Hey, um, real quick, I know time is short, but George, honestly, how good a shape are you, are you in? And, you know, there's been a lot of different, uh, you know, discussions about days of camp. And what's your thoughts about what you need uh, to be in shape and to be at that level that you were when we were in Oklahoma City? Uh, I, I would say, you know, moving forward, I mean, I can't just say what shape I'm in because I don't think that's fair to other guys because my workout regimen is a lot harder than other guys. So, you know, um. But I would say it would probably take me uh, two, three weeks to really, you know, get my feet under me to start getting ready to uh, play. But that's why they're letting us, you know, in the gym now before they start letting, you know, team activities. I think, you know, once we have access to treatment and equipment, um, it will be a couple weeks, you know, while guys can get their feet up under them, get in good enough shape to be ready to handle, you know, a five on five game and uh, going forward. So I would say two to three weeks, you know, individual workouts. And then I'm assuming, you know, we'd have to have two and a half weeks of uh, team training. I mean, that's what I would think. I mean, that's maybe the minimum that you probably need to, to get ready to start getting out there and have a good product. Cause I think that's a huge part as yeah, we want to get back, but you don't want a bunch of guys running out there and getting hurt. So I would probably say, you know, a month and some change to really get back. But we're we all uh, I mean, we've we've done a week already. So I'm, I'm sure that's um, cutting into that month that I just talked about. Yeah. Good to see you, Jordan. Good to see you, too. Ron, Ron, you can't be quiet down there either. I see you did a follow-up question here because I think what Mr. McDonald was asking you was, you know, what kind of regiment do you have uh, with and without the basketball when you're working out? I'm sure you're not going on the floor and just shooting jumpers. So, is there, I mean, what are you doing with and without the basketball to trying to get yourself in shape? Uh, you know, I think that's what he was trying to ask you. Probably. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not the best at uh, understanding questions. I just want to talk. Uh, So, uh, um, you know, obviously, you know, we have to be 12 feet away from each other. So there's only so much you can do. Um, It's more or less with the ball. When it's with the ball, it's, I would say, you you know, on the move, getting passes, um, which is easy for me because when you just stand in the corner and shoot, you know, I mean, I can get pretty much my regular workout in. Um, When I start putting the ball on the floor, it gets a little scary, but. Uh, I think, you know, we're working on ball handling, uh, you know, on the move stuff, you know, dribbling up, finishing at the rim. But like I said, you know, you kind of have to be 12 feet away from each other. So it's kind of like a new norm right now. You're kind of figuring it out. And uh, in the weight room, you can't really have anything too much that's assisted. I guess that if that paints a better picture, you know, um, so a lot of stuff has to be done where someone isn't within 12 feet of you.
1: All right, there you go. That's the media availability with George Niang. Very interesting uh, to hear George's thoughts on on everything, really, that's going on. He is back in the facility, back working out. We'll talk about what George had to say and more. Coming up next, it's a busy Friday on The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.